Hello, and welcome to my podcast. I'm Michael Legg. Uh, this is a blog. That's what I'm going to be reading to you today. I'm going to be reading to you a blog that I wrote on Tuesday, the 14th of November, 2017. It's basically a movie review. It's called Movie Review. Uh, I'm going to be reviewing the film The Party. Um, I don't know if you saw The Party. It's a film starring Timothy Spall and some other equally nice people. Uh, Hey, uh, thanks for listening to this. Thanks for downloading it. Why not tell everyone you know about these things? I'm going to be putting up at least uh, the very minimum two a week. And they're very brief podcasts. It's just me reading a blog. Uh, It's not going to get in your way. But um, you know when your favourite podcast runs out and you're not quite home? There I am. That's when I spring into gear. So thanks for listening to this. Thanks for it so far. Uh, thanks for downloading it. I'm just going to have some Diet Coke. Mm. God, that is Coca-licious. And uh, we're just going to get on with this. It's called Movie Review, The Party. The Party, directed by Sally Potter, uh, produced by BBC Films. It's a black and white film, 71 minutes long. Sally Potter's first full-length film since 2012's acclaimed Ginger and Rosa is a monochrome background to an in-colour story of a troubled man sighing his way through a bunch of genuinely awful middle-class people spilling wine while pretending they've never heard of Harold Pinter. The main protagonist's inner monologue is left to the viewer's imagination and yet is communicated clearly with his constant head shaking and his backward glances at the cinema patrons to find out where the laughter is coming from and why. This tale of isolation and confusion carries on until the closing credits, but due to us living in a populist, popcorn-selling, post-Marvel world, the narrative continues, with an extra scene featuring the dishevelled and exhausted figure making his way from the cinema to the bus stop joining other cinema-goers in the queue. This is where the story takes a dark and horrific turn. The bus queue is made of six or seven black canvas characters put in place to show the value of the anonymous in social situations, a true juxtaposition to the wine-spilling, shrill, Mark Rothko print-owning cunts observed by the unfortunate grey-skinned figure throughout the previous 75 minutes. Mercifully brief, he texts to a faraway friend before coughing. The distance of the friend is highlighted tragically in the next few minutes as one of the anonymous lifts his compulsory mask and turns to face the queue to reveal himself as the story's villain. Were were you all in the cinema just now too? He beams at the silent non-faces. Fear is now the theme of the piece. Has someone actually spoken to us? The masks seem to ask with their mute body language. Unable to understand totally normal practices at a fucking bus stop, the arrogant offender continues. Good, wasn't it? He says with all the confidence of a man who happily has no idea what the word good means. It reminded me of Sartre's Heathcliff. That's genuinely what he fucking said in real life. Listeners, I'm just stepping out of the blog just for one second. You fucking said that. Anyway, back to the uh, blog. 
The masks remained silent and afraid, while this embodiment of evil and ignorance awaits a response that would never come, save for the grey-skinned protagonist's rolling eyes and the truly moving feeling of, did he actually just fucking use the fucking French title of No Exit? What a fucking cunt. He's a fucking turning around and talking to us cunt. I mean, he's fucking turning around and talking to us and he thinks he's the only cunt who's ever heard of fucking Sartre. The cunting fucking cunt cunt. That feeling is made even more poignant by the mask's utter refusal to acknowledge the toxic weasel's wank ejaculating from the villain's pointless head hole. The agreed-upon silence is broken yet again with the villain's agonisingly plummy voice genuinely offering, you know... Hell! Hell is other people! The protagonist laughs and turns his back on the villain while the masks stay in their plant pots. Hell is other people, says the villain again, but this time directly to the protagonist. Hell is other people, eh? Sartre? Mate, the protagonist utters his first words of the piece. No one wants to talk. People just want to go home. The villain plays his vicious devil card once again. Uh, I'm just trying to be free. No, you're not. The protagonist is prepared to end the torment for good. You're not trying to be friendly. You wouldn't have started up a conversation with people who clearly didn't want to talk if you were being friendly. And you wouldn't have brought up Sartre like that if you were just trying to be friendly. The French title. Jesus. And we just saw the film, so we know what it was like. Pointing out hell is other people after we've just seen that film. It's like seeing Jaws and you pointing out that it was probably about a shark or something. Uh, yeah, but, says the villain. And who the fuck quotes Sartre in a bus queue anyway? I, I just don't believe you think it was a, a bit Sartre. I think you've seen that somewhere. You've liked it and you've tried to pass it off as your own just to be popular here. Because who in their right mind would ever come off with something so clearly obvious and try to pass it off as their own? This self-referential description of Potter's black and white, mainly white, segment of the piece is simply the setup for the protagonist killer blow. And seriously, who says hell is other people to a bunch of complete strangers waiting for a bus in the cold? Who references Sartre and hell is other people when they clearly don't understand it? Silence is restored, but the sound has been replaced with a feeling of utter discomfort from everyone but the deluded protagonist who believes he has made a stand against the smug. He did not buy into the wine-spilling lies of the awful plagiarist and he made it clear that he would not buy into the forced friendliness of the villain. The evil, lying villain who dared talk at a bus stop. The party experience then closes with the protagonist alone in bed smiling to himself. He thinks back to the evening past and his victory over unnecessary warmth at a bus stop. Hell is other people indeed he thinks as he turns out the light. The darkness is the only truth of the piece. And the protagonist knows this, as his inability to sleep proves, while the evening replays continuously inside his roomy skull. Hell is other people. Or is it being alone in the dark, realising exactly who you are? One star.